All right, welcome back. We're here today with Darla Ledoux. And Darla is a business coach. She's an author and speaker, recovering engineer, the founder of Source and creator of Retreat retreat and grow rich. She's co-creating a world in which transformational work in the, is the norm and where each person's intuitive magic is valid, valued, and visible. Since 2009, Darla has helped thousands of entrepreneurs around the world discover the power of intimate retreats to transform their clients' lives and build thriving businesses based on freedom, intuition, and connection. Welcome, Darla. It's so great to have you here. Tatiana, I'm so happy to be here. So Darla, it's it's a very interesting topic of retreats that is basically your your business and your life. So tell me a little bit about about what it is that you do and how do you help people um, with create retreats or build their businesses through retreats and and so on. Yeah. So I have been in business for 10 years now. And in the beginning, I was just hosting my own retreats. It was like, I, um, I discovered what I call transformation, which transformation is being able to get shift or create a new awareness that totally changes how you show up or how you relate to the world. So I got my own transformation on retreat and I immediately thought, why is everybody not doing this? Why are we not learning the skills to be able to actually let go of our old beliefs and see the world in a new way? And I knew in that moment I wanted to dedicate my life to doing that work, but I had no idea how I was working as an engineer at the time. And I had this great career and a great company and it seemed like a crazy idea to go become a retreat leader. <laughs> um, but I knew that if people could do this new awareness work in small groups, um, in person, it would change the world. And so I had that seed planted, but it, honestly, it took me quite a while to get the courage and the nerve to start doing this and leave my corporate job. Interesting. Um, so you were an engineer and it's definitely an interesting transition. Uh, and, but you know, like, I feel like, um, like you said, many people who should be doing retreats, um, aren't doing them maybe because they don't know about them or maybe there are objections that they have. Have you come across anything like that? Yeah, definitely. Well, I know for myself, I, because I had, my own transformation on retreat, I was very much wanting to do my work that way when I first started. But then I kind of looked around and like people weren't really doing what I wanted to be doing. People were doing more courses and doing things online or, you know, downloadable trainings and that type of thing. Or there were a lot of big events, um, but people weren't really doing the transformational work. And I think there's a few reasons for it. One is, you know, a lot of people were definitely concerned for me that it was going to be too hard and too expensive. And, you know, it's a lot of details to plan and um, it's not very lucrative. How are you ever going to make money at that? I had a lot of people um, express their concern about that. But also yeah. <laughs> people don't really realize that this kind of um, deep change is available for their clients and that it's actually relatively easy when it, it, there's a lot of pieces. 
Um, but when you master it, it's actually like the most easy way to work. So um, I don't know if you ever run into this, but a lot of our clients, they've been working with clients, they've been teaching like these brilliant strategies or ideas, but for whatever reason, their client isn't implementing, right? It's like, okay, I just taught you how to do this. And the client goes up to the next call and they haven't done it. And the reason is not because you didn't give them brilliant training um, to know how to do it, but because there's some kind of barrier to actually doing it. So whether it is they believe I'm bad with money, whether it is, oh, if I really do this, I'm going to get really visible. People will see me and I'm nervous about that. Or maybe it is, if I become super successful, I'm going to outgrow my parents and that feels uncomfortable. Like there's all kinds of reasons people don't follow through. And so retreats are brilliant at releasing those barriers so people can show up fully to their work. And, um, and I mean, it's, it's, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, there are all kinds of objections and I'm wondering, so at the retreats, you teach your clients how to make money on their own retreats, right? I do. Yes. Yes. So I do a couple kinds of retreats. I do um, the transformation where we're literally moving the barriers out of the way for people having what it is they truly want. And then I also do a program that's called Retreat and Grow Rich. And I have a book called Retreat and Grow Rich, which is really helping people develop their own retreats. Um, what goes in it? When should I host it? How many people? How should I price it? What kind of venue? Um, how long is it? How do I make money? Um, who are the right clients? How do I fill the room? All of those things. That's that's really cool. And so what kind of business would be ideal for a retreat or to have retreats, let's say. <laughs> well, there's a part of me that says everyone should be hosting retreats because I truly think that if we were doing this work in all areas of our life, our lives would look totally different and we would relate to each other totally differently. So that's one answer. But really, the people that we serve, they have a service-based business and they're either working one-on-one -on -one with clients and they feel like they could be more efficient working in groups. For example, they find themselves teaching the same thing to multiple clients individually, and they really know working in groups would leverage their time. So they just automatically make more money that way. Um, but then we also work with a lot of people who they've been teaching information. So maybe they have a, a course that they sell or a training or they have a YouTube channel or something like that where they're transferring information. And they're realizing that people get stuck at a certain point. It's like they, they might love the information, but they're not executing. There's a place where they stop adding a retreat. So let's say you have, I know you mentioned that you, um, you have a mastermind that you've um, been in other masterminds. There's a, a point where, you know, in a course, for example, we have a, an amazing nine-week course, and there's a point where most people get stuck. So we design in for them to come to retreat there where they can really see reflected back where they're stopping themselves from actually owning what they do. And I call it your magic, from actually owning their magic. 
and we help them see what's unique about them. And when you're in a group, you can actually see what's unique um, compared to the other business owners in the room and what they really are most passionate about for their clients and turn that into a retreat. So if someone's been selling information, their clients are getting stuck, um, adding a retreat at that time where people tend to get stuck it allows you to work with them personally, but they also get to connect with the whole group and break through that barrier and finish the program in a strong way. That's uh, that's great, really great. Sounds sounds like I should do a retreat at some point <laughs> um, for sure. <laughs> um, so now I'm interested to know, and I've, you've kind of brought this up when we talked offline, but now during this quarantine situation, how do you help, how do you hold retreats if you do? And how do you advise your clients to like, what do you advise them to do with, with their retreats now? Yeah, it's a little bit different world. So I'll share a few things. So the first thing is I have developed a program myself that's focused really on this transformational piece and the energetic breakthrough for business owners who are stressed at this time, who are reimagining their business. Um, so I'm working with people one-on-one -on -one in individual retreats. This is one of the ways that I've personally um, shifted to be able to serve our clients where we are and continue to run our business and you know have everybody on our team get paid and all of those things. Um, so I highly recommend people consider working on, with clients in a one-on-one -on -one retreat where you can create that kind of um, you know, safe container and sterile and all of that. Um, mm -hmm. But the other thing we've done is we've turned our retreats virtual and we've actually added training within our course about how to do virtual retreats that transform. So, you know, I know a lot of people are making their events and making their trainings virtual and it's, what I've experienced some of the things I've been registered for as being like one more thing that I have to sit behind my computer and, and take in information, right. Which is not what people are craving at this time, yeah. but there That's is right, a yeah. way to turn it virtual where it's actually experiential and transformational where you're having them, whether they're, they're doing things, experiences in their own neighborhood, in their own home, you know, you're sending them something they can work with. There's lots of ways to get creative with having it be experiential. And then, um, you know, I know you had asked earlier, um, how would, you know, what are, what's key for someone to get started? One of the main things about hosting retreats that, that move energy and get people out of their own way is the power of the intention. And so when, when we're just getting information online, we're in one mental state, right? But if we have a transformational retreat online, there's a way we focus people's intention and energy and have them set themselves up for a different kind of experience, as opposed to just get on Zoom and hear some training. So we teach all that. We added all of that into our program to be able to help people really get creative with how to deliver new ideas in a way that, you know, where people are joining from home. 
Got it. That makes sense. Um, and that sounds amazing. I feel like I should get into um, creating retreats um, for probably in about six months once I launch the book. Um, but my, my, I had a question, um, something that you mentioned actually prompted this. And I'm curious to see for every retreat that you do and that you teach your clients to create, what is the end goal? Meaning mm. how did people come and how do they leave? Um, what do they feel? What do they think? What do they do? How would you describe question. that? I love it. Um, so I, you mentioned once you finish your book. So first of all, a book is a great thing to turn into a retreat. So I'll just throw that out there. Um, I'm also writing a book right now. I'm working on my second book and I, I am, it's called the sourced experience and it's really teaching this. What does the transformation look like? What is the process you walk people through? So people come in, in what I refer to as the default energy. So we all have a default energy that we have created um, in combination with our parents, our teachers, our, our jobs, our experiences in life. We carry a certain energy based on our beliefs, right? So one person might have a belief that I have to um, do a lot and accomplish a lot in order to be successful as a person, in order for my parents to love me and a approve of me. Someone else might have a belief of I'm only, um, it's only valuable if I do things that are logical and practical, right? If something's just fun or beautiful, like that doesn't count. That's not important. Um, I hear laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Am I speaking, speaking your truth? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> a very logical person here. Um, Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So, and these things aren't bad, right? I, one of mine that I had was I have to be smart to get love, right? And so it was a default to do things that look and sound and feel smart. I went to school to be an engineer. I got a good job. It's like, okay, am I smart now? Um, and that was a default. And the issue is these aren't bad, right? I had a great career and I did a lot of amazing things and I'm grateful, you know, that I developed myself as someone who is intelligent, but it would get in my way because some things I wanted to do, people thought were stupid, but I knew I really wanted to do them. So it would get in my way. And so our default energy isn't bad, but we all have these things and they limit us. So when I was feeling that call to lead retreats and guide people in this inner work, my the part of me, the default energy that says, well, you have to be smart to get love. This is not a smart move. Couldn't do it. I just couldn't make that choice. And I stayed stuck in my career for almost 10 years from the time I first learned about transformation till I finally um, started my business. That's how afraid I was. So we all have these defaults right? Whether it's people pleasing or, you know, looking smart or being practical or being reserved or being funny or whatever they are. And they affect us because it's not really who we want to be. None of them are bad. But if, if we're in an energy that's not who we really came here to be, it's not going to feel good. It won't feel expansive. And as a business owner, 
people will only be able to relate to you so far, right? They might feel a little confused, like, oh, I know I like this person, but something's off. It's just not connecting. (laughs) I could totally relate. And I know it's, you know, it's sort of um, talking about me, but like just recently I launched a membership program and, and as part of it, I wanted to do something, something that was me, um, and I've always liked wh- whenever I go to like a conference, I like the little um, enamel pill, uh, pins. Mm. And I mean, it sounds it's silly, but and I, you know, at, at some point I just stopped and thought, you know what? Like this is my program, and I am obsessed with the with the pins. When I get pins, they mean something to me. Um, so I thought, you know what? It's going to be my voice, and I'm not going to let the fear of it looking silly to get in the way of of this being an experience the way I imagine it. I love that so much. Exactly. So when you love it and you delight in it, people will feel that energy, even if it seems like it's not practical. Yeah. That's so great. What did the pin say? Well, it's a founding member pin. So I designed it myself and I wrote, you know, founding member so that people who like believed in my program, it was a founding member launch. Um, and I didn't, it, it was, the program wasn't fully developed. I was in the process and I wanted to reward people. First of all, they're getting grandfathered in, in terms of pricing, but also I wanted to reward them for believing in, in me and my program and my skill. Um, and I wanted it to be something special, but I, I didn't end there. I'm still like, because I did the pins, I am, or I'm going to order, other things like I'm obsessed with different mugs and mugs that are inspirational. There are a couple of companies that do create those mugs that are funny and also uplifting for people. So I thought, you know what? I already did the pins. Now I should do the mugs because I'm obsessed with the mugs and why not share with people? (laughs) Well, I love it. Even when you just say I'm obsessed with them, like I feel your energy is contagious. I love it. Yeah, exactly. So we we come in with these defaults, but when we can trust ourselves, and this is where the in- intuition or the, I call it intuitive magic, you know, we all have a way that our intuition works with us. And, and for some of us, it is more of a, uh, our mind connects the dots, right? It doesn't have to be super um, uh, esoteric, the way intuition works. But when we're in that full believing of ourself, we, so this is where people leave our retreats is they're in a new energy. They're in what I call a sourced energy where it's, and and this is my belief and nobody has to agree with it, but my belief is that we each came here to be a unique slice of source energy, or, you know, you can think of it as spirit, God, et cetera. I don't come from a particular religious background, the universe or or energy is fine also. Um, Mm -hmm. But our defaults can block that, right? If our parents thought we should be one way, but our soul said we want to be another way, it can be blocked. So the key when someone leaves our retreats or a retreat that one of our clients hosts is they are more in line with who they really came here to be. And I call that sourced energy. So they might look different. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen that, Tatiana, where someone like their appearance literally changes because they've let go of layers of shoulds and, um, you know, ideas that aren't theirs. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've totally written, um, kind of been a witness to that and also experienced this, that myself. Absolutely. You look different. You look more glowing often, not always, but it's just, it's just the way you, your eyes look and, yes. and you feel is completely, yep, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a great, I think it's a great experience. At least the experiences that I've been at, not necessarily retreats, but different events and things that, um, that transform, yeah. transformed me definitely brought um, brought about that energy that new um look that new that new feel and uh, it's just a, you, you i feel like it rewires you physiologically it does yeah so that's that's what it feels it like does, absolutely. absolutely we create new neural pathways so for example let's say playful was a sourced energy for someone right but they were taught i have to be practical and playful feels really impractical. So they're, they're going to feel like, well, if I'm just playful, I could die. Like it literally feels that way. Because if I'm playing, and probably there's some place in the past where playing caused a problem. Um, I had a client who when she was playing, her sister almost died. She made up this game and her sister, you know, really hurt herself. <laughs> Um, So there's this fear of like, well, if I just play, something really bad is going to happen. And so in the retreat setting where it's a safe space and people can, you know, try showing up in different ways, when you let yourself play and you see that no one really dies or you don't die and no one judges you and people still love you, then now you're creating a new neural pathway. You're literally rewiring your brain, like you said, to where that is now a possibility. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Um, I'm in. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, you know, you had asked me um, about, about where to get started and, and, yeah. you know, it's different now in COVID, but I encourage people to think about doing virtual retreats, doing intimate, you know, single person retreats or really small groups. And yes, you can charge enough to make that, that lucrative. Um, But there's two pieces people need to start with. One is you want to have some, uh, a following or some past clients to fill your first retreat. Eventually you can fill a retreat just from really, really good marketing But in the beginning, if you have people who already know you, who have worked with you in some way, taken your course, maybe even done free trainings with you where they're in your Facebook group, um, you have some people who are leaning in to your message. You want to start with them um, and just speak to them individually and invite them to your retreat. But so in this time when people may not be scheduling something in person, building that audience of people who are committed to transformation is, is really important. And then the second piece is to practice helping people get committed to their transformation. And that means helping people become aware that they have these things that are, that are getting in the way. So a lot of times it's, it feels safer as a teacher to speak about the practical answers, right? Like, You need to do step one, step two, step three. Here's what to go do. Um, So for people in this time, if you're not booking a retreat yet, but you think you might want to, practice when you're delivering a training instead of saying, okay, do step one, do step two, do step three. Just practice having people do a short reflection exercise where they're looking at 
How are they being? How are they showing up right now? And how's it working for them? You could even have them write down like a recent time where they got frustrated, triggered, annoyed, and just ask like, well, how are you showing up? And where else is that happening in your life? This is helping people start to tune in to their inner world. And so if you can just be practicing that at this time, that's going to help you so much when it is time to launch your retreat. Amazing. Love it. I took some notes and uh, some of the, some of those notes will be available in the show notes um, for this episode. Love it. I definitely think that I should do a retreat for, for, for my, for my trainings. Um, definitely. Well, it's I great. think for it's those a- people listening, let Tatiana know if you want her to host a retreat. <laughs> and let her um, know what it's well, about. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And I think you've mentioned also that you have um, some sort of a a kit that you give as a gift to people who are listening. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Yes. So it's a five-step mini course and you get one lesson a day and it walks you through. Their first step is a self-assessment to see if hosting retreats is right for you. So it's really, really cool. It gives the qualities of of the people I've found to be most successful. Um, Step Two, there's a step on um, what to put in your retreat is step two. And I, this is where my engineering mind comes in, where I can help you really decide because people are like, well, I know I want to do it, but you know, it's not just like um, doing yoga and writing in your journal. Like there's an intentionality behind it. Um, okay. Yeah. Step sure. three is um, when to host step four is where, and then step five is you'll like this one. It's all about the money and, and the reason that it's called retreat and grow rich. And I give what I call my 240 K napkin plan for people who want to turn their retreat into 240 K in revenue. Awesome. Sounds, sounds great. (laughs) You just, you just sold me. This is amazing. (laughs) I love it. I've never really considered it, but it's just like with a membership. I've never really considered a membership. So there are a lot of people like me who have never considered a retreat. And and like I imagined it to be um, very involved and very um, demanding and both time-wise and kind of money-wise and also like brain power-wise. Um, so, but from what you're saying, it's not as demanding. It's possible to make that more system systematized and more yes, um, kind of easier on yourself. Yeah, definitely systematize it. And you know, we see people all the time posting. Not now, but we did. Um, you know, come to my retreat, and there's a link, and there's a beautiful page with pictures. And usually, that doesn't work, right? There's a system to how you market it, and that's part of what we teach in our course. Um, but once you do, you don't have to keep creating new pages or you can just reuse a lot of the things. And then it's so, so easy to deliver. Now your first couple, you're going to be nervous because you're going to think, will they come? Um, am I going to do it right? Is it really valuable? Will they get what I think they'll get? Like we just need to embrace that the first few are going to be more energy, but I can, I, I don't even need to prepare anymore for retreats and it's so much fun and so enlivening. So it can be much, much easier than you might think. Awesome. Love it. I love it. 
and I hope that I think that our that my listeners and our listeners will also find this very useful, and hopefully, some some wheels will start turning in there, <laughs> and they'll they'll uh, look into it. So the kit that you're offering, the free gift um, is at, it's at re- I think it's retreatandgrowrich.com forward slash kit. Awesome. So if you are looking, if those are you who are listening, if you're looking for that free, amazing gift, I'm definitely going to check it out myself. Go to retreatandgrowrich.com forward slash kit and get yours. And Darla, thank you so much for such valuable insight. And I just can't thank you enough for coming, for agreeing to come on the podcast. Thank you. This was fun. I'm excited to hear about your retreat. Awesome. I'll let you know. (laughs) Thank you so much.